Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. The Fight for 15 is an American political movement advocating for the federal minimum wage to be raised to $15 per hour. The federal minimum wage was set at $7.25 per hour back in 2009 and hasn't been raised since. The movement has involved strikes by workers in the childcare industry, the home healthcare industry, airport, gas station, convenience stores, and the like. But most notably, the Fight for 15 movement is seen among fast food workers. The movement has seen some success on the state and local level. Uh, California, Massachusetts, and New York are currently in the process of raising their state minimum wage to $15 per hour. And uh, major cities such as San Francisco, <laughs> San Francisco, New York City, and Seattle, where the cost of living is significantly higher, well, they've already raised their municipal minimum wage to $15 per hour, with some exception. What will happen if or when $15 is the minimum wage for all of the United States? Well, I speculate the national and global <laughs> consequences of that after this special message. DuckDuckGo is a search engine just like Google and its main focus is users' privacy. If you have ever used this search engine, you already know what it can do for you. Now, whether you are a new DuckDuckGo user who is trying to learn what all this site can do or you are someone who has already been using the site for some time, learning some of the search tips for this famous search engine will not hurt. Go to www.jimstroud.com slash free to download the free ebook, 12 DuckDuckGo Search Tips You Should Know to Boost Productivity. Again, go to www.jimstroud.com slash free to download the free ebook, 12 DuckDuckGo Search Tips You Should Know to Boost Productivity. Do it now. You'll be glad you did. The fight for a $15 minimum wage has been argued over and over and over and over and over by people who support and oppose the idea. These are the points I tend to hear most, both pros and cons. If you are for a $15 minimum wage, then you are likely thinking that minimum wage workers will have more spending power, which means increased sales for businesses, resulting in more workers being needed. There would be less stress on social programs because people will be able to better take care of themselves. And since people would be earning more money, there would be less employee turnover, thus saving companies money from lost productivity due to vacant openings. However, if you are against the $15 minimum wage, it's likely because you, as a business owner, believe you cannot afford the raise in salary and must lay off workers to compensate. Plus, the increased salaries will have to be compensated for in some way. So likely you'll have to raise your prices and maybe even outsource some of your jobs to countries where people are willing to accept a lower pay rate. I also imagine that competition for jobs would intensify exponentially as overly qualified individuals pursue jobs that younger workers typically pursue 
And when that happens, uh, younger workers won't have the experience needed to build their resumes. The minimum wage debate is only going to increase in light of the fast approaching 2020 presidential election. Presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders has been pressuring McDonald's to raise their minimum wage to $15 via an open letter to the CEO of McDonald's, Steve Easterbrook, and a tweet which in part says this, quote, if Amazon and Disney can pay $15 an hour, so can McDonald's, which made $5.1 billion in profits last year, end quote. Some people agree with Bernie Sanders. I speculate that many businesses do not. was in London and I saw something that I had never seen before. Inside McDonald's was a kiosk that allowed you to place your order and pay for your food. I looked up at the counter where I presumed the cashier would be. There were several workers handing out food and such and some were taking orders but I had to wonder how many less workers were needed once these kiosks were introduced. I did a bit of research after witnessing this and I found out that McDonald's was adding the self-order and pay kiosks to 1,000 stores per quarter. Not to mention their mobile app that lets you place orders uh, with your cell phone. Very, very clever. Now, I don't speak for McDonald's so I can only guess that these kiosks are McDonald's rebuttal to the fight for 15 movement. In other words, McDonald's is saying sure. We'll pay a $15 minimum wage if required, but thanks to automation negating cashier jobs, that $15 an hour salary will go out to fewer workers. So on one hand, it looks like McDonald's wins by employing fewer people while at the same time reaping higher profits, right? Well, not necessarily. What happens when your customers don't agree with your policy and protest it, or worse yet, show their discontent by shopping elsewhere? Consider this. Quite recently, Walmart announced that it was getting rid of greeters, many of whom are disabled, and would replace them with customer hosts. The plan was to go in effect at 1,000 or so of their stores. But shortly after the announcement was made, there was a big backlash from Walmart's customers. So much so that Walmart backpedaled on their policy. Listen to this report from uh, CBS Pittsburgh. Walmart now says it will make every effort to keep disabled greeters. The company announced last week it was replacing the greeter position with an expanded customer host job. But that was met with intense backlash since many people in the greeter role could be forced out of work. In a memo to store managers last night, Walmart CEO said the company is taking specific steps to support greeters with disabilities. And here is something else to consider. Amazon. Robert Charette, a risk consultant to financial organizations, made a very astute observation. Here's a quote from uh, 2017 that is still ringing true today. Quote, 
Amazon is a leading indicator of what may come for service industries. In 2012, Amazon purchased Kiva Systems, a maker of warehouse robots, for $775 million. The company began deploying the 320-pound, 16-inch tall robots to its warehouses in early 2014, with some 10,000 of them operational by the end of 2014. Analysts estimated then that each robot replaces 1.5 full-time equivalent human beings. Over the past two years, Amazon has added another 30,000 Kiva robots to its warehouses as well as increased the productivity of its warehouse activities through additional automation initiatives, which allowed it to ship over 1 billion items between November 1st and December 19, 2016. While it still may be some years away, nearly completely automated Amazon and other companies, warehouses are seen as inevitable. Clearly, Amazon's automated warehouse efficiency has other consequences. It has enabled Amazon through its online sales channel and ability to discount prices to become the world's eighth largest retailer and largest online retailer. Amazon increasingly is taking market share away from traditional department stores, helping place companies like Sears, Kmart, and Macy's, among many others, at risk. All three announced significant store closures and layoffs this past week, with Macy's alone eliminating 10,000 jobs after disappointing holiday sales attributed to increased online sales competition. Macy's management says it will take the savings from the layoffs and invest it into its online presence. How many of those employees that Macy's and other retail companies laid off will be able to find comparable work at the same salary is unknown. However, it is unlikely for very many as few retailers that are under threat by Amazon and other online retailers are hiring permanent staff. Instead, like Macy's, they are looking for ways to shed staff while they increase their online presence to combat Amazon and other e-commerce discounters. End quote. And now, three predictions. First, technology will persevere and progress will be made, as it always has since at least the 19th century, when people protested the cotton gin and the steam engine and the spinning jenny as a threat to their way of life. But I think the transitional period will be bumpy, to say the least. As automation encroaches and younger, undereducated workers from the services sector become more and more displaced and frustrated, I think it is entirely possible to see another type of, of um, what do you call it, Arab Spring, but this time on a much larger scale. Why? Well, people losing jobs in America due to automation is one thing, but multiply that number of people by the countries we no longer need to outsource jobs to, due to that same automation, and you have young, angry, displaced workers all over the globe, and roughly around the same time. Prediction number two. Companies will begin to experience consumer rebellion. What do I mean by that? I can easily imagine people beginning to make a more conscious effort to forego automation whenever possible. Uh, for example, uh, skipping right past the robot operator and demanding to speak to a natural human being when calling a company, not using the automated checkout lines in supermarkets, and perhaps reducing reliance on ATMs. Prediction number three, there is a made in America 
movement to support American businesses and the families that rely on them. I can easily see that in the next decade, there would be a made by human hands movement to support those businesses who refuse to fully automate their processes and their services so they can put a human being to work. But that's, that's just what I think will happen. I'm more interested in what you have to say. Share your thoughts. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can reach me at my website, www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. Oh, before I go, uh, please financially support this podcast with a little something, something in my virtual tip jar. There's a link in the podcast description. Your generosity encourages me to keep this podcast train chugging down the track. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.